So when we left off, Albert Anastasia's running Murder Inc., but federal prosecutor Thomas Dewey had started taking out these mob bosses. Lucky Luciano's now in prison. Looks like Magnum P.I. mixed with sloth from the Goonies. <laughs> So did he come up with the decimal system after this or before this? He looks like a nerdy-ass librarian. Fuck you, Dewey. Well, he looks like his book's hidden in that mustache. <laughs> or is that a comb? Aha, <laughs> in your face, Dewey. Fuck your mustache. Now, it was a big hit business-wise for him with Luciano in jail. That was his boy. But in his personal life, he started to thrive. So he married this lady. She was Canadian, but she was an Italian Canadian lady. That makes sense. She- Italians come from Canada too? Yup. Wow. Um <laughs> they get crazy. they have they have four kids, two boys and two girls. And uh they say he was a great dad. He would uh <laughs> he would come home, he was a present father, he loved his kids, he was never showed any signs of any kind of anger or anything. He was just said he just f- would flip a complete switch. He'd just go home and be like dad mode. So he, he was like the ice man. Yeah. And it got weird because shit gets bad at work. That's fucked up when work is murdering people. Right. And then, and it's worse. Like, well, you kill people for a living. Like, yeah, and it's going to yeah, be a rough couple of weeks. This is going bad. So next up on Dewey's chopping block was Louis Lep, uh, Lepke Bulkhalter. Ah. Can you ah, yeah, help me you. again? Sure. <laughs> and uh, and Le- Lepke Buckhalter. Hey, you make it look so easy. <laughs> So Lepke Buckhalter, he's Anastasia's like And that's a rough name to say. Yeah. Well, it's it's Lewis Buckhalter. They called him Lepke. It's like a Yiddish nickname or whatever. Yeah, because Bucky isn't like sitting there staring you right in the face. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, he's a he's a professional killer. Maybe he didn't like that. Lord High Buckmaster. <laughs> Bucky the killer. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like the bootleg version of uh Chucky. Like <laughs> Like the Macamy to E.T. So, uh, so Lepke, he gets charged with violating federal antitrust laws and he jumps bail and he goes into hiding. It's federal antitrust law. That's like, uh, labor racketeering. Mm -hmm. And he was, he was really big when he wasn't killing people with Murder, Inc. for a living. He was really big in the garment industry. So he took over all the the garment unions were big unions back then. So with the help of Anastasia, Murder, Inc., Buck Halder was able to avoid the law for two years. And Thomas Dewey loses his shit. So he puts out a $25,000 reward. The federal government launches an international manhunt. Uh, they they heard rumors in Poland and Israel. Like they're checking all over wow. to trying to find this motherfucker. Uh, he was hiding in Brooklyn all the whole time. They were just... St- oh, <laughs> they, they were moving them from a series of stash house to stash houses and you know how they, they were going now that's the overseas and fucking nick cage book of secrets and this shit like going to the ancient pyramids to find this motherfucker and shit and he's like nah it's nah, some slummy apartment in brooklyn he's at, <laughs> he's at zingerman's fucking <laughs> grabbing yeah. a bagel 
Yeah, he's down getting some bagel and locks down on 53rd Street or... I don't know New York geography. Do some research. 53rd isn't even in Brooklyn, idiot. <laughs> yeah, so they can't find them anywhere. But now they start cracking down on the commission businesses. And even the commission didn't know where they're good. That's how good, like, Albert stashed them. You know, he's one of their guys. <laughs> Wouldn't be a safe house if everybody knew where the fuck you were. Exactly. That's why it's fucking safe. So after a couple Message. of years, finally the commission's like, dude, we need to give them up. They're coming at us too hard. It's too much pressure. We're all losing money. We got to give them up. They're not very good at keeping eyes off themselves. Yeah. Every move they make seems to make it a little bit harder on them. <laughs> Every fucking time, yeah. Commission, Maybe we should kill them. <laughs> commission, good idea. Does it work good in theory? Yeah. And Albert's like, well, I mean, I don't know. That's my boy. I'm not going to kill him. And they're like, well, uh, I mean, you got to get him to turn himself in. He's like, he's not going to turn himself in. They're like, well, those are your choices. So, uh... Albert Anastasia goes and finds Buckhalter, and Buckhalter trusts him because he's the guy that's been stashing around forever. He's like, look, good news. We reached out to our, our crooked connections and whatnot, and... Uh, oh, that isn't what this is. Oh, I just God this damn, it smells, like, it smells like fucking breakfast. Um, I forgot where I was at. Probably because that blunt smells like maple syrup. God damn. It's a... What is this, a white Russian? Oh, yeah. So, uh... great. So Anastasia, he goes and he he goes and sees Buckhalter and he tells him, he's like, look, we made a deal. You're only going to have to do a couple years. going to be a slap on the wrist. You're going to go turn yourself in. And they are made all the arrangements. And he's like, all right, well, I appreciate it. You know, I've been on the run for a long time. It's getting shitty anyways. Hmm. So he goes and he turns himself in to J. Edgar Hoover and the FBI. Wow. And there's no deal or nothing in place. And they just fucking arrest him and take him to jail and shit. I mean, that sucks for him, but I mean, fuck it. If you're going to turn yourself in, that's how you do it. You're like, fuck that. I'll meet J. Edgar myself. Like, yeah, he's that's... the one that's going to take me in. Like, it sucks that he got hoed out like there was no real deal or whatever. That's why he turned himself in. But if you're going to, that's the way to do it. Well, it seemed like even the smallest interactions were cinematic as shit. So on April 15th, 1940, Buck Halter gets sentenced to 30 years to life in state prison for labor racketeering. After uh, a 14-year federal drug sentence. Hmm. So a long, So they're not run concurrently. No. So he's got to be in there for 14 years before that 30-year clock even gets going. Yeah. Then that same year, 1940, Abe Reles, who was like the field general for Murder, Inc., he gets arrested on suspected murder, and he decides to turn state's evidence. Like, he can't do the time. And he thinks they got him. Oddly enough, it was actually kind of a bullshit arrest. They just wanted to put some pressure on him and see what he hmm. knew. And he fucking cracked and snitched. He's I think their first of... mistake was calling themselves Murder Inc. <laughs> right. It's... You know what I'm saying? Like, if it was like Burger Inc., they might not have had as many eyes on him. <laughs> nah, that fucking little bitch made motherfucker just turned his snitch. Like, dude, just write it out. Your boy was on death row and he just rode that shit out to their, like, said it was trumped up charges. If you probably got on there some bullshit, you said it was like a bullshit arrest or whatever, ride that shit out, then go on appeal and get out, or just ride that shit out and be in prison. Like, especially that's the field general, that like, that's like the second man in charge of Murder, yeah. Inc., yeah. and you can't do some time in prison. Mm-hmm. What a little bitch-made <clears throat> little piece of shit. And what's crazy is he probably murdered his men. Abrellas was a big-time killer, mm-hmm. but their trade-off was like, yeah... But it's better to have all these other arrests. So 
yeah, we could get him on like right. these. Yeah, he killed like 30 of these guys. But we want to take down like this big group of people, like, do this yeah. big bust kind of thing. So his testimony would take uh, Lepke and five other Murder, Inc. hitmen to end up being executed in Sing Sing. Wow. Because that little weak-ass dude couldn't do some time. He got six people killed. So, I mean, they are murderers and assassins, but I mean, yeah. still. Uh, yeah. Damn. So, next, Relez says, all right, well, I'll give you Anastasia, too. Mm. And Anastasia's like, uh... No, you won't. <laughs> you want a bet, motherfucker? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna shorten your sentence for you. I'm gonna do you a favor. Yeah, so he Rellas agreed to testify that he could connect Anastasia to the 1939 murders of Morris Diamond and Pete, uh, Peter Ponto. And Peter Ponto, he was strangled and buried in a lime pit. Mm. I was about to say, no, this motherfucker know what happens to people that bear not even false witness, but just any witness to the Mad Hatter, you get disappeared. Why would you even say you know anything about the Lord High Executioner? And everyone knows the Ballad of Peter Ponto. Yeah. <laughs> I've never wanted old Ali Al- Alberto to get a hold of somebody so much in my goddamn life. I wanted to do an old school sound, like rip his tongue out and shit. Like, <laughs> put his balls in his mouth. <laughs> Before he was able to testify in court on November 12, 1941, Rellas was found dead on a restaurant roof outside of the <laughs> Half Moon Hotel in Coney Island, where he was being held in police protection. And it was a and it was a restaurant without roof access. So <laughs> it they was. really don't know how the fuck he got up there. So look, here's the restaurant. They was in the hotel. <laughs> so you see he fell he fell from this window onto the top of this oh. thing. And yeah. he had this uh, this uh sheet next to him. For people that don't know and don't don't see Locke's finger pointing it out, oh, yeah. it's just a skyscraper. It's got like a, a terrace or something. So there's like a few floors up, then a terrace, and then a few floors more. And he just cracked right onto that terrace. Now, I see his nickname is Kid Twist. <laughs> Did they name him that after they found his body? <laughs> <laughs> his name, Kid Twist, he actually stole from a gangster that was... Before him, that was named Kid Twist. So, it was, th- so that's the first red name? flag right there. Yeah. That's the first that red flag. That should have told you from the beginning yep. when his nickname come from a stolen other gangster. Yeah. Yep. You don't wear dead man's shoes. You definitely don't steal a dead man's nickname. Because Kid Twist, Zauerbach, mm-hmm. did not snitch. Uh-huh. So most people looked at it and they're like, yeah, it looks like somebody <laughs> threw them out his window and set this... <laughs> And set it up to look like it was, you know, a suicide or something. Oh, you think? And uh, the court was like, yeah, what's an accident? Bam. Yeah. Throw it out of- and that's the thing that, like, snitches and, and like, CIs, <coughs> the confidential informants, all these people don't get is, like, even the, the criminals you're snitching on don't like you. The cops that you're working with don't like you. And, like, if you get killed, nobody cares about you because you've pissed off both sides. Juries aren't going to be on your side. Snitching is just, like, nobody likes you. All sides are against you. Well, that's what you think those cops are going to put their life on the line for you. Like, nobody, yeah. literally nobody cares. Like, like clearly you got thrown from the window and the juries don't, like, couldn't care less. They're like, nah, fuck, a dude's a piece of shit. He's dead. Who cares? gonna waste our time figuring it out so the death of kid twist 
basically put the stamp on the end of Murder, Inc. That sounds like a kick-ass mixtape, mm-hmm. The Death of Kid Twist. <laughs> so from, th- from Murder, Inc.'s existence from 1931 to 1941, so 10 years, they're credited with four, between 400 to 1,000 murders. Jeez, uh, how many members? Do you know? It, it varies, like okay. up to 30, but not everybody was a God killer. damn! <laughs> it was an entire ink. Yeah, but... I so, mean. but uh, like I said, not everybody's a killer, so it's a big gang. But some that people makes are car thieves. You have that many bodies. Some of those are <laughs> HR administration. <laughs> I mean, some of those were accidents. But I, I mean, still, IT people. There's only thirty people, and not all of them are killers. And you had how many bodies? Between four hundred to a thousand. <laughs> like, so that's a lot. So let's just say twenty-five of those people are the actual killers, right? <laughs> that's how many bodies a person. That's crazy. And we're talking about the Lord High Executioner. So, with Luciano in prison, Murder Inc. decimated, Anastasia's like, well, we're going to rebuild Murder Inc. And they're like, well, no, we're not really killing people like that no more. Like, this is a little, you know, the 40s. It's a little more sophisticated. But shit. I want to kill. Yeah. And he's like, well, what, what am I supposed to do then? And they're like, well, you're the underboss of the Mangano family. And he's like, Psh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> kill people. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, he puts his attention back towards the docks and uh, starts doing what, you know, does what he knows best. He's kicking around a can, all depressed on the docks because <laughs> there's nobody to kill. But then you get fucking 1941, break out of fucking World War II, and he comes up with a plan. So he's like, look, these people are worried about spies and saboteurs on these docks. And I can make sure that there's no saboteurs and spies on this dock. I can make sure there's more saboteurs and spies on the dock. Like, I can make the docks however you want to do it. I can turn the volume up. I can turn it down. Whatever you want. How many spies you want. Yeah. And you guys got to go. You want to try and invade Sicily, right? That's your plan? Is he talking about uh, the government? Like, Yeah, Anastasia. That's yeah. what he's saying. The government. Yeah. yeah. You want to invade this World War II. You got to invade Sicily. Yeah. I got guys in Sicily. That can help you (laughs) do that. So we'll protect the docks and we'll help you, you know, invade Sicily. How do you approach that? Be like, hey, hey, you over there (laughs) with the badge. Come over here. So he became he became like Shiv. Yeah. Well, he's the man in the So so how he does it is what he does is he comes up with this plan and he gives it to Meyer Lansky. And Meyer and Lansky goes, and they take it to the government for him to see what they say. Oh, my God. So his plan is like, look, if we do this, tell them we'll do it for him if they let Lucky Luciano out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're like, well, they're not going to do that. He's like, well, I mean, just ask him. You know? Just ask him. Just run it by him. Dude, this guy's my favorite. So like, it- we're not through yet. <laughs> That's the anti-snitch. These other motherfuckers are snitching to the government to get people locked up. He's like, hey, government, I'll do something for you. You got to let people out for me to help you. I'm going to do something for you that you didn't even know was fucking possible. (laughs) But yet I do. And I'm going to address this. I'm going to propose it to you. That's that's absolutely insane. Like, And before you say yes or no, just know, you got to let my homeboy, one of the most notorious gangsters in American history... Gotta let him out first. For me to even help you. I mean, do you even really want to win this war? I mean... I mean, like, come on. You you want spies on these docks? Do you want to win the war or not? That's how you get spies on these docks. So what they said is if they did it, and they won the war, 
they cut his sentence down and let him out, but they'd have to deport him. Hmm. So they're like, all right, done deal. It's an interesting compromise. So, yeah. <laughs> wait, this, this dude that just came up beating people up on docks is now bartering federal jail sentences with the U.S. government during wartime? Yeah. If you oh, can, this is awesome. If you can find a lane, I mean, it's just that brain, that, that thought process is just, that's crazy. <laughs> by like, all accounts, this guy should be electrocuted and dead right now. <laughs> Instead, he's like, hey, Uncle Sam, scratch your balls, you scratch mine. I got, a, I got an idea. <laughs> the greatest. So, uh, crazy. So they, they do it. And so he's in and he, he thinks it's a good plan to support the war effort. He joins the army. Did we win, though? Yeah, we won. <laughs> he, uh, Spoiler! <laughs> he, uh, he joined the army. He made it to the rank of technical sergeant. And uh, he was stationed in Fort Indian Town Gap in Pennsylvania. Hey, you were a sergeant? Yeah, technically. Te- yeah, technically. He uh, he trained soldiers how to be longshoremen. Oh, my God. Taught them how to do dock work and shit. <laughs> Made it to a sergeant. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the guy I killed? No, not that one. You no, know? not that one. No, not that one. Not that one. Locke loves to say it. It's his phrase. You want to say it or should I? Mm-mm. You what, stick how, with the girl. You dance with the girl that brought you. Yeah. This yeah. guy's just been out there dock living. <laughs> he he loves them to, docks, dude. He, he came to America because him and his cousin said, hey, look at those docks. And they just went to him like a moth towards light. Yeah, just it's funny because I didn't docks. even really make that connection until just now. That's literally how his story started. This guy is just the mad docker. Hey, Army, do you have any docks? <laughs> yeah. I can help you with them. What are you good at? Docs. I'm good at docs. In 1943, he received his U.S. Uh, he received his U.S. citizenship for his military service. Oh wait, he wasn't even a citizen yet. No. And then in 1944, <laughs> damn, that's why he was only technically a sergeant. <laughs> yeah. In 1944, he was honorably discharged, and he moved his family to a house in Fort Lee, New Jersey. Honorably discharged. Yeah. But now he didn't like being uh he didn't like being an underboss. Like he like this shit's boring. And, uh, so he became a florist? <laughs> well, in nineteen forty six, Lucky Luciano gets out and they deport him. So he goes to uh he's in Italy and Frank Costello's like in charge of the family, but he's uh like Frank Costello's the acting boss for Lucky Luciano wise over there. And uh Vincent Mangano is the boss of his family, and he's like, I don't like it. And Vincent Mangano don't like Albert Anastasia either, so they fight all the time. Not like they'd argue in public, like to the point where they'd almost fist fight. And Mangano didn't like him because he's like, you're more boys with, you know, Costello and Luciano and these other guys. Like, you just work with them like you're independent, like you're part of my family. That shit should all go through me mm. before you can do stuff like that. So motherfuckers just... Hate him because they ain't him. Like, they just yeah. hate him because he's so awesome. Like, he's just out here kicking ass, being homeboys with top people. Hey, could we just take a second and just appreciate Lucky Luciano's eye for talent? This yeah. guy has mm-hmm. picked so many fucking winners. Mm-hmm. This guy was just a dude on death row in Lucky Luciano. Talked to Shay. She was like, hey, I got a guy. Luciano's like, 
all right, let's see what he's got. Gets him. I think this guy should be electrocuted. Luciano gets him out. And now, returns the favor. Luciano's just rotting away. Yeah. This motherfucker gets him out. Yeah, he's kind of he's the one that led him in the gang. Like, lucky Luciano just had one hell of an eye. And not only that, yeah, and and he didn't uh, approach them with something to for. I mean, for his benefit, obviously, yeah. But to for him to have that thought to be like, oh, okay, well, I I can get lucky out. Like to you know to stake that good of an idea and that good of a proposal because obviously it was a good proposal because they took him up on it. But to stack that and have it to where yeah that you can release. <laughs> Luciano is pretty, that's loyal as shit. Well, and it, it is that loyalty. Like, when I was there, he did not give up on me. He got mm-hmm. me out if I can do anything. I just cool. love the story. Just like, hey, how did Lucky Luciano get out of prison? Well, the government made a bet with a serial killer. If they won the war, they let him out. So the murderer joined the army. We ended up winning the war, so they let Lucky Luciano out. Yeah, if they weren't like, murderers, the this fuck? would be wholesome as fuck. This is crazy. <clears throat> so, if you look of all gangsters, mm-hmm. there's a lot of pictures of Lucky Luciano. It's because he got out and got deported, and he was just living in life. Italy, like yeah. over there, and they could take pictures of him. Sure. He went. He tried to go to Cuba, and they were like, "Hey, mm-hmm. you gotta yeah, 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 get the yeah, fuck yeah, out yeah. of Cuba." Remember that? <laughs> remember that <laughs> building with the bars? Yeah, and the, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did too. He's like, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. I was trying. It wasn't murder. He probably stand there and like dip his foot in there, like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> all right. What we're going to do, we're going to take a quick smoke break, refill our drinks, and we'll be back in a minute. Nice one. 
We're back. So, Albert Anastasia uh, can't get along with his boss, Vincent McGano. And, and the thing he didn't like was, he was like, I'm the underboss. And uh, him and his brother, who was it? His brother, Philip. He was like, him and his brother, Philip, are running shit. And I'm the underboss. And he was like, well, yeah, because you're just running this whole, you've been doing your own thing, like, forever, you know? Yeah. So, they don't get along. And then on April 19th, 1951, Vincent McGano goes missing. <laughs> they never find him. He's never seen ever again. Really? Never found him? No. His brother offered that motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. His uh the same day his his brother Philip's body was found in like Jamaica Beach, New York. How odd that which they I think found is them, out in like Long Island. So when they go to the commission, because like the number one rule is you can't kill bosses without, without permission. permission. So then now they gotta go to the commission. And Anastasia never admitted to the murders. But he was like, but they were trying to kill me. So I'm just saying, either way. <laughs> yeah. If I had killed him. It's all coming up, it Alberto. would have been because I was defending myself. But I didn't. Right. But if I did. But if I did. That yeah. would have been yeah, Like OJ's book, If I Did It. Right. <laughs> if I did it, this is how I would have done it. If I had killed I didn't boss. do it. But if I had. Well, and most other bosses. So Frank Costello is running... That family for Luciano, who's in Italy. So they're like, it's cool. Just let him, you know, it's cool. He's right. Just let him be. And the other bosses, they're most of them, they're like, all right. They, I mean, you don't want to poke him with a stick. So they're like, all right, fuck it. We'll just let it go. You're the new boss. But don't let this kind of shit happen again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Now that I'm boss... That, that's that's not that's illegal. We can't do that. No more boss killing. No more boss killing. I no. promise. <laughs> Boy, this yeah. guy's something else. So now he's the boss, but uh, he uh, is he bored? He, well, he was like, he wanted to bring back the like. He's like, why do we listen to the commission? 
Like, why do we not kill people no more? Why do we got to run it like a and business? He, and he started his shit. See, he was trying to call time in. That's what he, yeah, yeah. Luciano said. They were playing the game. Luciano tagged somebody. They said, all right, time out. And now fucking old Albert's like, no, we're trying to time back in. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. right back to murdering motherfuckers. I mean, it was a different time when I made that rule. Yeah. You know, things change. Snitching didn't exist when I started that. I mean, I don't... Th- I don't see why he even cares if they revert the rule. I mean, he's killing bosses to become boss either way, whether it's a rule or not. So fuck it. So he was kind of a psychopath and a bit trigger happy as a boss. Mm-hmm. So and as a human, yeah. So one day in, in 1952, there's this uh, just this clothing salesman, Arnold Schuster, right? And he's on the subway or whatever in New York, living, and he looks over and he sees this dude, Willie Sutton, who's this like famous bank robber or whatever. And he like reports him and Willie Sutton gets caught and it's like a big deal. And the guy gets interviewed and he gets an award and, and they interview him on TV and like mm-hmm. he's this big hero. And, and Albert Anesthesia watches it on TV and he's like, I don't like snitches, man. This is fucking bullshit. Like this guy's just out here. And they're like, is, he, is that guy one of your guys or anything? He's like, well, no, but I just yeah, don't like just I hates just don't, a dry snitch. I just don't like this. Yeah. And, uh, so on March 8th, 1952, Arnold Schuster was found gunned down on the Brooklyn street. It's <laughs> the fucking snitch Avenger. Wow. <laughs> Dude, that's... Tripped and fell, landed on a gun. So now this upsets the commission again. And, you know, because the city don't like it and they're like, fucking, now it's the same thing. They're putting pressure on the business. And, I'm like, with Alberto. Fuck fucking... the commission. They so, got a problem with this? Yeah, because well, cause the one of the other rules is we don't kill people outside of this thing about, you know, what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Shit. And uh, Frank Costello's like, look, he's my boy. This is a rough one. He is still my boy. So Costello vouches for him again. And Anastasia's like, you're right. This time, <laughs> my bad. Last time, it wasn't really my bad. Yeah. But this time is for real. Last time my was bad. necessary. This yeah. Well, and fuck that. I'm he's sorry. the one that killed the, like old bosses and shit without him this fucking commission wouldn't even be there commission and shit well, you gotta think too like after a certain period of time you expect some of these guys to slow down a little bit or just change their lane a yeah. little bit you yeah. know what i'm saying try to adapt a little I mean, bit I not him all, i get all their business moves and i get where their commission is coming from but i don't know there's a certain level and definitely old lord high executioner of all people, he's the Lord High Executioner, has reached the level where it's kind of like, fuck it, man, it's what he does. Let's just let, let the tiger be a tiger. You know what I mean? Later that same year on December 9th, the federal government filed suit to denaturalize him as a citizen again. They said he lied on his citizen application. They're like, you know what, my bad. We want our citizenship back, dude. See, and all this shit I'm talking about, the commission, that goes double for the government. This motherfucker was out there... Helping your boys learn how to be longshoremen, winning the war for you. Do you want spies on the docks? Did you want spies on the docks? Because he knows where there's spies on the docks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, government can take away his citizenship. Sorry for <clears throat> fighting for your freedom. In 1955, he gets indicted on uh, tax evasion charges, and they got him kind of dead to rights. They Al Capone him. When he gets to court, when they show up to trial... Two of the witnesses didn't show up, and then another one they couldn't get a hold of. Like, they just had a bunch of problems with the witnesses. Lost his pager. And then as they were trying to figure out what to do with the witnesses, he said, look, I'll do a plea deal for one year. And they were like, all right, one year, $20,000 fine. 
We'll call it a deal. Yeah. Oh, that's wow. awesome. Well, you know what? <laughs> God damn. Also, because I mean, we're thinking of him being a murderer and he just got off with one year and shit, but they got him for some tax evasion shit. Yeah. The fact that anyone like has to do a year of time because they didn't give the government their cut, like that's really what he went to jail for anyway. So fuck it, do a year for not giving the government their cut. Yeah, and but you and that was like their only course of action. Yeah, that's what and I'm for saying. them to relent though. That's that's crazy. Well, I mean, because it's tax evade. Like, who knows what may have happened down the line? He may have got off completely. He may have been able to pay his taxes. But it's called tax evasion. Shit, like, no, everybody knows. Yeah, that's not why he's. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but. but so they're hoping they get him in jail, and then once he's in jail, he's just going to keep on stabbing people up and stay in jail. That's probably what they're hoping. This would be a little tricky to keep up with. Maybe not, but he has a series of uh, unfortunate events in, in his criminal Ooh, life. And shit. Jim Carrey. So, on May 2nd, 1957, Frank Costello gets wounded in a failed hit attempt. He got, like, shot in the head, but he didn't die. Wow. And he decided to just retire. And he handed over the family to Vito Genovese, who probably shot him. Mm -hmm. He said, okay, close enough. <laughs> yeah. And at first, Albert Anastasia was like, that's my boy. What the fuck? And even uh, Frank Costello was like, nah, it's the commission's kind of going towards these young dudes. Yeah, Vito Genovese right. was looking at being like the new boss of bosses. And he's like, I kind of want to go to war. And then they're like, nah. Is it, it time in? Is it time <laughs> in? Costello was like, no, man, it's still time out. That around that same time, at one point, they found out his new underboss. He killed his underboss and his underboss's brother when he found out that the guy had been selling memberships to the family. Was selling, you could get made for like if you had like 50 grand, he'd let you get made as a member of the fucking, uh, it's now the Gambino <laughs> he had family. The, yeah. And, wow. uh, and then That's they found out. Fucked up. So have you ever heard the phrase, the books are closed? Yeah. That's when they did that, because after they found that out, they were like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because that motherfucker was adding new chapters. Everything. that guy picking his nose over there in the corner? <laughs> right. How the fuck is... He's I, a, I come here every day. I don't see him doing anything. What is he... That's like one of the first times they like closed the books. They're like, hold on. This yeah. dude's selling fucking... You sold memberships to the mafia? This That's... Uh, it's like a fucking country club. Wow. <clears throat> so That's he kills... crazy. So Anastasia kills him and his brother. And uh, he brings in Carlo Gambino as his new underboss. But what he doesn't know is that Carlo Gambino had been scheming with Vito Genovese for years to each take over their own family, then take over the commission. Mm. And uh, he starts causing, but he's, like, there's these little behind-the-scenes problem, and Albert Anastasia's already, like, a fucking a live wire, so he's freaking out all the time. And then... At one point, and he used to have Frank Costello saying, like, look, it's cool, it's cool. But right, now, right. and Frank Costello, they used to call him, like, the mayor. You know, <laughs> he was, like, you know, he'd been around forever. He knew everybody. He knew all the politicians. Talk to people. Yeah, once he was situations. gone, and then, you know, he didn't have these people rooting for him. Then, at some point, he heard that the people were making money running casinos and doing gambling and shit in Havana, down in Cuba. And he's like, dude, I'd like to move into doing casinos and gambling down in Havana. And Meyer Lansky was like, whoa, that's mine. Mm. That's off limits. And he was like, eh, 
I'm doing this new thing where I don't really care what the commission says. <laughs> and uh, It's kind of a thing I've I'm, been doing a, for a while. Yeah. I'm just sort of out with it now. So I'm going to just start setting up shop in Havana anyways. <laughs> wow. And then that's when, once Meyer Lansky was like, all right, well, even Lucky can't save you now. That's what I was just thinking, like, all right, I get him fucking with all these other bosses, kind of. I understand it. Especially now when he finds out, yeah, all these bosses, this council shit, like, they're selling fees. They're doing politicking to, like, stack the deck and overtake the commission. Fuck all this shit. But then to go toe-toe with Meyer Lansky, like, that's the dude that's, like, above you. Like, that's yeah. another level. Everyone below Luciano... Go ahead, fuck with Albert, but uh, fucking Meyer Lansky, he's that dude above you. Yeah, you outlasted your relevance, you outlasted your usefulness, yeah. you outlasted everybody that used to support you. You're kind of in no man's land right now. So, October 25th, 1957, Albert Anastasia, he goes into uh, the barber shop at the Park Sheridan Hotel. He went there regularly and go get shaved up. He went there so often, his bodyguard walked across the street for a second. So I don't know if it's a setup or if it just... Just um, good old complacency. <clears throat> once Vito Genovese knew, uh, once he got the green light, he knew right away, like, I know how to do it. I know where. Mm -hmm. I know fucking the spot. So October 25th, uh, two gunmen with scars on their face, they run in while he's laid back in the uh, barber chair and start lighting him up. At one point, he jumped up. And jumped at him, but it was the mirror in the barber chair, and then Ooh. he, and then he hit the ground, and then then they wow. finished him off on the ground. Oh, he scared. So he went down himself. fighting. It just was the wrong himself. Yeah, he jumped how, at the mirror. How so. poetic. Well, I mean, when you're getting shot full he of was bullets, you kind of lose your wits. It's almost like those scenes when uh, the dude's getting beat up in MMA, and all of a sudden he tries to take down the ref. This is uh, one one of the more famous mob murder pictures. Do you know Jay Styles? Yeah. If uh, he's got this picture, I believe, hanging up in, or at least used to at his spot. Oh, nice. His funeral was attended by a handful of friends and relatives. Uh, in 1958, his family immigrated back to Canada, and they changed their name to Anicio. Actor and former pro boxer Jack O'Halloran claims ah. to be Albert Anastasia's illegitimate son. Oh, really? Yeah. He he does? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. No. Then wow. He was one of the dudes in Superman? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's been he's been a lot of shit. Okay. No. And it's funny. There's not a whole lot more to the story. That's it. He just, That's it? He just thinks it is? Yeah. He's like, that's my dad. I'm his illegitimate son. So, I mean, so when we go when we go to actors that were playing, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Jack. <laughs> I mean, like. Nailed it. That's crazy. I don't know. Space between those eyes makes him look a little more like Dewey's illegitimate <laughs> child. I think I said that's crazy like eight times in this episode. So if anybody's taking shots every time, you might have died by now. So say goodnight to the bad guy. Go on. The last time you're going to see a bad guy like this again, let me tell you. So you guys ain't seen a picture yet. So before I show nah. you a picture, Elbert Anastasia... I don't know. The only physical traits I know I had was he was short and stocky, which it seems like that's most of the gangsters we cover. I had Joe Pesci. Scary looking. Yeah. But you guys, you said Joe Pesci? Yeah. 
Uh, what do you think? Who's a tiny little angry guy? I mean, there's tons of that's most of Hollywood are always like five foot six or something. So almost everybody. I mean, my mind goes to the same old people that always say like Jay Barenthal, Tom Hardy, like all these people that can play angry. I mean, and for the record, every time we say it, we're not wrong. It's just that they can't uh, play every one of them yeah, in the gangster sure. movie. Well, I mean, there's so many people that like you don't take serious when they try to act like a badass. So you need someone that like just seems like he's a badass, right? So, fuck. So Jack O'Neill. I don't know. So here's a picture of Elbert Anastasia. Let's go. Okay, a little Tony Shalhoub mixed okay. with... Tony Shalhoub comes up more than you think. Yeah. yeah. Could be Raymond's brother. Oh, uh, Pat Garrett. Yeah. Brad Garrett. Oh, Brad Garrett. Yeah. Who's yeah, Pat, Pat Garrett? Pat was a sheriff, wasn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah he was. <laughs> He killed Billy the Kid. He looks yeah. like if somebody took John Turturro and like scrunched yeah, his face down. One. Oh, John Turturro's brother. Nick Turturro. Nick Turturro. Nick Turturro. Well, yeah. Yeah, almost. Looks more, yeah. He looks like somebody else though. He uh, looks actually looks like somebody that was in Goodfellas. I forget which actor. One of the side guys. I, I don't even want to try because I know I'm not going to come up with it. So mm-hmm. I'll just be. But yeah. Uh, yeah, this not Joe Pesci like though. A, Jack Johnson, you know, he is Nick from New Girl. Yeah, yeah, Jack Johnson. But I could, he's one of those actors that I couldn't take couldn't him pull trying it off, to be sure. serious. Like, Well, I shouldn't say he, serious because he is a good dramatic actor. I've watched, he does a lot of indie films, but yeah, as a serious, like, angry guy, I don't know. Well, now we got to do the DEFCON scale. <laughs> Standard DEFCON scales, five to one, five being the lowest, one being the highest. But on the Bad Guy Podcast, there's no good guys. So five would be Lee Murray, who's your drug-dealing, kidnapping bank robber. And at one, you got the Purple Gang, who's got multiple gang wars, multiple massacres, and they're killing people on the streets. So on a scale of Lee Murray to the Purple Gang, where do you rate Elbert Anastasia? You want to say it at the same time? I want you, because I might surprise I'm very forgiving with people. Because <laughs> I know what... Well, let's just not even play coy. We'll do it at the same time. I don't care. One. See, I did. did, did I thought we were doing a three count. Say, you just heard him <laughs> say it. No, th- you can go ahead. Then I'll say what I had to say. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. He seems like a one, like a legit one, like a real one. Uh. <laughs> oh, one, 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 one. Yeah. One. <laughs> a, a one. A one. A one. A uno. Like that. Yeah. That. That's. That dude's. A, that dude's a one. Uh. He, he's there, like the fat dude on Varsity Blues when he's talking about the stripper. He's like, a tan. <laughs> a tan. <laughs> but I mean, like, I, I'm not even going to explain my one. I'm just going to say, listen to the fucking episode. Yeah. All right. That, that's my justification for my one. Now, this guy, I think he is a layup one, which I think you're being coy because our first time. A one? In, <laughs> our first time in the studio was Tommy Karate, and that guy was a certified one. Yeah. I think we called this, him a two. No, did we? I, I don't. I don't know. I'd have to recheck. No, because he put a bitch's <laughs> head in the freezer. You might be right. Maybe, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, but he did. then again, right you two now, are lunatics. That's. <laughs> I mean, I'm well, just saying. Well, I say know. that to preface what I'm about to say now. Yeah. I think this guy is a layup one, but 
I'm going to say, too, knowing damn well that you're going to go with one and it turns into one, I'm fine with him being one. The reason why I go with the two, though, Mm -hmm. is for the same reason that I give all these guys forgiveness. Business, baby. We don't, I mean, he keeps that shit in check when he's at home with his kids. Like, but even saying that, I guess if you just went against him, he's just like, well, I want you to be killed. So some of his shit wasn't so much. But even those guys that he did that with were people in the mob. Like that he was like, nah, I don't agree with you. I want to do what I want to do. It's really people that just wanted to stop him. But then again, murdering people because they want to stop you isn't good. So I'm talking myself into a one. But yeah, I don't know. Because not all the people that he killed were mob people. Like even, yeah. even in the doc shit before it was mob. Yeah. Those were those weren't mob people. Those were Hey, hey, he got acquitted of those charges. Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody saw nothing. So I go into it in advance knowing I'm gonna have this conversation with you. Right. So I think <laughs> I think in advance, like, was it business? And I think when you look at that guy that he killed, or some of these guys, once he got to a point where why are you ice picking a guy when you are the boss? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that makes right. it like, Maybe it it's, wasn't te- business, it's baby. technically business related, but I mean, come on. The deciding yeah. factor for me was that if the things that he did were to advance what he was doing, for some reason, I would look at it differently as he just did it because he wanted to. Uh, he liked to kill. Mm-hmm. He actually liked it. So that was kind of like for me. That makes like, you a one. I think. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're a fucking killer. If you you like it, it's not uh, it's not something you have to do in order to advance yourself or to protect your family or you know even even if it's crime, you know what I'm saying yeah. like you know he really enjoyed it and he was known for enjoying it. So so we're gonna call him a DefCon one. All right, flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DefCon one. Well, this is Say Hello to the Bad Guy. Thanks for coming, and thanks for listening. Yeah, say hello to the bad guy. Bad guy. The good guy coming last place. Smell that dope when I pass by. I let my money at a fast pace. Say hello to the bad guy. Down bad, my mama had to be dead. Spent my birthdays in the trap. We had to work with what we had. She been working on a raise while trying to raise me like a man. Plus my daddy in the box and all my cousins in the camera. And I don't need a hundred friends. I just want a hundred bands, a hundred jugs, a hundred scams. Hey, hey. So I don't money grabbed a hundred hams. I don't money grabbed a bunch of And bands. I ain't wanna fall victim to that system or the pistols. Fuck a judge with a grudge. I'm blowing crud for my mental life. Ay. And I still keep it on me. Run into your big homie. First you meet your dead homie. Ay. Yeah. Say hello to the bad guy. Bad guy. The good guy coming last place. You smell that dope when I pass by. Pass by. I let my money at a fast pace. Say hello to the bad guy. Bad guy. I just did the dash, 
Chey in the fast lane Let my money at a fast pace Look like a drag race Got your re-up in my eyes Try I'm in my bag hey, Good girl, bad face Slim waist and her ass fake hey, Yeah, she in love with the bad guy hey, But bad bitches never act right hey, She act up until that bag fly Did a turn around in one night Say hello to the bad guy. The good guy coming last place. You smell that dope when I pass by. I let my money at a fast pace. Say hello to the bad guy. Good guy coming last place. Smell the dope when I pass by.